Illegal drag racing has blown smoke in the face of Durban. After a video has gone viral showing alleged drag racers beating up a motorist. Why are cars allowed to be illegally modified in the first place? What's the danger to the road user? Tweak your shocks. It's going to be a bumpy ride as we discuss illegal drag racing this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Newsbreak exclusive. afternoon. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk with me, Tarish Hari Prashad. Today, we're discussing a very important issue, something that's a bit fast-paced and something that I'm sure you'll want to call through and give your views a voice on today. Well, let's get straight into it. So, gentlemen, shot a red robot in Durban, entered a public road, but he got beaten up because he apparently disturbed an illegal race. Well, let's take you through to what exactly happened that night. And what this has done is brought the issue of illegal drag racing back on track. 21 allegedly illegally modified vehicles were impounded last weekend in a raid at a well-known street racing spot. I'm also told the illegal street races that usually happens on Chamberlain Road and Amgeni Road are a little quiet currently. So let's have this discussion about illegal drag racing. Is it just some recreational fun or is it no flashing a red light for other road users. Well, remember, you can give us a call today. 089-310-8789 and we are going to be discussing this issue in detail today. Joining me today in studio to put some perspective into this entire incident is um, Cass Mudley. Cass Mudley from the KZN Motor Racing and he's the chairperson there. Cass, thanks for your time. Thank you, Teresh, and uh, very good afternoon to the listeners out there. And, and to help us understand how police plan on clamping down on those, because we understand that they've intensified their operations, we've got Metro Police's Bonnie Longkonu. Superintendent, good afternoon. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Thanks for your time today. And remember, you can give your views a voice, 089-310-8789. And you can tell me about uh, your interactions with illegal drag racing have you ever attended a race are you a racer yourself do you think it's safe do you think it's fun do you think it's just recreational or are you concerned about this do you think that this could be a breeding ground for more illegal activity do you think that um road users could be at risk of being attacked or you know falling prey to accidents because of the racing that takes place on these public roads i'd love to know your thoughts right you can also follow us on twitter at newsbreak underscore lotus and on facebook as well you can post your comments on this so like i mentioned some of my um uh, some of my acquaintances have told me that drags are on hold, so I managed to phone an illegal drag racer to find out what the thrill is all about. So I've been drag racing from the time I've basically got my license. I've been introduced to the scene while basically passing with my family, and we stopped one day, and I eventually started to like the scene, and I basically do it because I get to meet new people, and it's... It's more of a sport that I enjoy. Is it legal, though? Uh, it's not legal. Tell me about the race. When does it happen? Where does it happen? 
Okay, basically we race on a Thursday night, most of the time, and a Saturday night. What goes into it is a whole lot of guys get together, we meet up, it's called Backstretch, and the other one is at Springfield, we meet up at the garage. Is this like a set collection of people or anybody could come in there? It's just anybody, it's yeah. anybody. It's like, we don't see the same people all the time, it's just a whole lot of different people that meet up on site. Uh, it's just people that enjoy the same spot, basically. And what is it? Uh, two cars that race on a track, or a collection of cars? How do you uh, how do you uh, construct the game? At backstretch, which is uh, near NCP, is where we race two cars at a time. But at macro is is a three lane road, so we race three cars at a time. And how do you decide which cars go onto a track? Uh, well, basically, um, we all we all meet at the garage and. We decide from there if we see a, um, an eligible car that we want to race. So we approach the guy and we obviously ask him if he's interested in racing. And if he agrees, then we both take our cars and we get onto the, we go across to the robot and wait for the robot to turn green and we race from there. How long is the race, like typically? Well, it's basically from robot to robot. And so, what is the competition level like? You pick your competition, what, what basically you want to race. And what happens if somebody beats you? Do you get angry? Would you start a fight? Definitely not. We are, I've been racing for the, for the past 10 or 11 years now, and I can say myself, I've never had not an incident. I've been out there almost every single weekend. I've never seen, besides the recent incident that happened, which I'm 100% sure those guys were not even drag racers. It was, it's all for the, for the sport. I mean, we've got up, if I lost a race, I got up and shook the guy's hand and asked him what mod he has in his car and stuff like that. Right. Were you there when this incident took place? Yes, I was at the garage. Could you tell us about it maybe? Take us to that night. What happened? I had seen the chairs, the, the guy that had been beaten up. I had seen him jump the robots on more than one occasion. So a few of the guys that were standing at the robots started to um, basically swear at him and um, we seen him go around and come back. He went to the garage and a few of the guys went to him and started talking to him and, and I believe that he hit one of the guys and uh, that's when this whole fight broke out is when they both started fighting and someone got a video of, of just the guys hitting him but they didn't get the full video of what actually went down that day. The people that were bystanding with that saw what this guy had done and felt that it was wrong that he could have injured those guys and they retaliated. It was not the drivers of those two cars that were racing. Okay, let's move away from that incident now and I want to ask you about more car modifications, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of the time we hear that these cars that are modified are illegally modified because they're not according to South African legislation and South African road safety legislation. How then is it able to continue? How do people still get away with modifying see, their cars? You see, that's what I don't understand is because parts are legally sold to us, which we can buy off the shelf of any, any uh, car shop and install it in our cars. And then once it's on our car, we've been told it's illegal. I mean, we spend, I've spent thousands of friends. I've spent like over a hundred thousand and modifying my car and today I'm told that it's well I knew it was going to be illegal at some point but I've, I've been told that now there's been a clamp down and all the cars it's modified so what do I do with my hundred thousand and spent on my car I mean and tell me any brushes with the law were you ever a race interrupted by police your car were pulled up for being you know modified yes my car has been pulled off a few times for being modified yes there was a, a cop that stopped me had a look at the car he even complimented me on the car and he just let me go because, I mean, he saw that there was, everything was in order in my car. Beside the race pass that were fitted, my car was, was perfectly fine, was in good working condition. Would you say that police do their jobs effectively to police these areas and to, you know, 
uphold the law as they're supposed to? Well, I believe that it is their job, like everyone, everyone else has their job. Um, I have seen police cars at the Durban Jags that were actually drag racing. So, I mean, if, if it's illegal for us as street racers to do it, why isn't it illegal for police cars to do it? Mm, some interesting comments coming there from that illegal drag racer. Of course, he spoke to us anonymously and he told us his story about what drag racing is about, what a race entails, of course, the incident that took place and some allegations against police, which we're going to be talking about in a short while. But let's hear now from the gentleman who was assaulted in that video, Kuban Patta from Durban. This is what he had to say. You know, you've spoken to us already about what happened on that night and the fury of the yeah. entire incident. But there's been yeah. allegations about the fact that you threw the first punch. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Only video footage can show that. And uh, that is actually a false accusation because uh, I was smacked twice by uh, two different individuals. Uh, I actually uh, didn't want to fight, so I turned and walked towards my driver's door. And I was attacked from behind. The video footage shows the fight when it reached its climax, not the beginning yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, I tried to reason it out by talking. Uh, see, the thing is, I don't look for fights. You can, uh, you know, a lot of people can, can justify that. They can speak to my work colleagues and uh, they can speak to... Uh, friends I know. The whole point of this was was the allegation that you shot a red robot. Do you yeah. think that's safe behavior on a road? Well, if you look at the country that we live in, right, and you look at the uh, time I shot that red robot, tell me which sane person is going to wait at a red robot at that time. A lot of us do it. If it's clear to go through, we shoot the robot. So what are your the concerns right then about, you know, South Africans I'm, using public roads, but yeah. having to be on the lookout at the mercy of those who are illegally drag racing. What is your concern for the public? Well, the thing is, see, the illegal drag racing, I'm, uh, you know, I do not support it one bit. Right. Uh, I've been for events that take place uh, with KZN drag racing, and uh, there were a few events that took place. I'm not sure about the organizations in Johannesburg and stuff that I did attend. And I tell you, it is a wonderful event. Those are wonderful events to go for because the safety is there. You've got your paramedics. You've got the fire department if something goes wrong. Uh, you've got eating stalls. You've got a, maybe a music concert going on. Uh, this uh, illegal race that you have in the evenings, to me, it's dangerous for one. If you look at it, if someone has to lose control of a car, they Take, they'll take the whole crowd out. So, you, so you've attended drag racing before. You say you like the legal ones. The legal ones, yes, the legal ones. Kuban Patha, the man who was assaulted after he shot a red robot and allegedly disrupted a drag race. But let's talk about this now. Let's not waste any more time. In studio today, we have Cass Moodley from the KZN Motor Racing. Cass, I think we'll start off by asking you your reaction to this. When you, when the information surfaced that a bunch of illegal drag races hit a fellow, you know, road user because he disrupted disrupted the race. Thank you, Teresh. Yeah, I've listened to Kuben's uh, side of the story, and irrespective of what uh, what may have transpired, I think the incident that took place, uh, the assault itself, is an act of violence and should be treated as, uh, as such. And I think uh, the law must take its cause, and uh, it's actually totally irresponsible behavior. Um, and this is where I want to come in, and I've seen 
a lot of uh, even the, the, the previous uh, speaker alluded to drag racing and drag racing all the time and in fact this is very common practice with media also mm. I want to just set the record straight and differentiate uh, between uh, illegal street racing yeah. and drag racing per yeah. se uh, just a few pointers in street racing it's illegal it's unlawful yeah. it's done under uncontrolled conditions it leads to injury and sometimes death mm. it's irresponsible behavior and can have serious consequences on the other hand drag racing is under controlled conditions safety is number one priority yeah. there there's emergency services at the events uh, vehicles are inspected yeah. there's competent marshals there's yeah. proper personal protective equipment and the cars are also uh, you know, properly constructed. Right. Now, very often the media associate illegal street, street racing, uh, you know, with formalized drag racing. Mm, mm. And this creates a perception that drag racers are cowboys and inconsiderate. Yeah. And I think I said this many times before, uh, you know, in other media briefings yeah. also, that drag racers come from a broad spectrum of uh, uh, individuals from across, you know, they're businessmen, yeah. uh, 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 they're professionals, and yeah. we have doctors that race. So, so where do they race? Well, this is it, you know. There, there are legal uh, uh, venues uh, that are in and around KZN, but we'll get to that later. And uh, this is where we need to bring in the street racers. And I think not just uh, the street racers, yeah, but the city needs to come in, the authorities need to come in to basically relocate these illegal venues into formal controlled venues and this is where i think we need authorities to really come yeah. in so you you're saying that if there is a legal strip or a legal venue to do this that the illegal ones would you know stop i i would think it will be greatly minimized and for those that continue to race if if you provide an alternative and those guys that are to con continue breaking the law and uh, continue doing uh, uh, illegal racing, then obviously the, you must throw the book at them. Yeah. You know, uh, but we have to make this uh, uh, thing attractive for the, for the street racer. Remember, the, the pro drag racer or the paka drag racer is a little different from the illegal street racer. Itself. Yeah. The illegal street racer, what you have to do is simulate what he does on the street in a controlled environment. Right. But isn't the, 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 the thrill, and I know, of course, you represent, you know, legal drag racing. You, you know, you don't represent the illegal road racing that, yes. that, you know, with this incident took place. But isn't that the thrill of it? That they want it to be illegal. They want it to be underground. And no matter what you give them, they'll possibly still find a way to go back to and to do an illegal one on a illegal track. Well, well, I think not. Speaking from, uh, you know, speaking to most of the illegal guys, I think if you, if you as I said, if you simulate what yeah. you do on the street, yeah and you do it in the controlled conditions, I don't think they will want to race in the street. Right. I mean, why, why take that risk? Why be irresponsible? Mm. Why, uh, you know, why do these things? Yeah. When you can do it uh, in a controlled environment. So they're just asking for their due. But let's put this now to police. And we've got Superintendent Bonilam Kunu joining us from Metro Police. Superintendent, your thoughts on this incident? I mean, it was a, a case of assault and it was a illegal race. Your thoughts on this entire incident? Yeah, my thoughts are generally the same as uh, what uh, uh, the, the position of law enforcement agencies will look at this matter as wherever people are indulging in illegality, there will be consequences such as uh, prosecution is illegal in South Africa, and as long as it is still illegal, there is a lot of illegal things happening under that industry. Drug addiction in Europe is illegal and Raha is illegal. There are a lot of people who motivate that it needs to be legalized, but as long as it's illegal, as police, we must stand up. Same as drug racing. 
let's say food is not legal, dangerous, dangerous sport, mm-hmm. and people indulge in, in yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? The thing is, uh, yeah, superintendent. The thing is, it is known where these drag races take place. I mean, I, I could start you immediately two places. You know, Chamberlain Road in south of Durban and Anamgeni Road um, near Springfield. And it is known where these drag races take place. It's known that it's hap- it happens on a Sunday, Saturday night, and a Thursday evening. Why are police too slow to be there all the time and ensure that this doesn't happen on those Thursdays and Saturdays? You see, when we design our police programs, we always look at South Africa and its communities at large. Uh, Red racing is one community uh, which uh, does uh, that illegal. There are people who steal drugs, there are people who do prostitution, there are people who break into houses and steal, there are people who do arm robberies in our our forecast. So we spread our resources to look after all these dimensions. So we cannot have a situation where we've got now the whole police force looking at Chamberlain and then and, 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 and M19 and then and, and Springfield uh, and then leave other transgressions taking place uh, within the city. Mm. So, so not, we, you, so, so not even a small presence there, uh, Superintendent, not even a small yeah. presence there to stop this illegal thing that it seems to be a thriving industry that happens every week where you have people, uh, you know, now assaulting each other because of it. You don't think it's important enough to send through a small team there on Thursdays and Saturdays to, to address the issue? Uh, uh, our, our members on patrol, they always respond to threat The issue is that uh, when, once you get two threat it doesn't have an impact. You will get those people who find them, and then others will continue. These people, do usually, they have a lot of money. If you can take uh, 200000 and spend in a car, so a fine of 1500 for going through a to that person, it doesn't mean anything. So we've devised a new method now where we're going to take the vehicles. We're impounding the vehicles with the aim of in future, going through the legal system, we will destroy them. Let's talk about that. I understand, years. yes, Superintendent, I understand 21 vehicles were impounded this, uh, I think, last Saturday, in fact. Tell us about that operation. Yes, that's what we did when we realized that the issue of stopping two or three people who are involved in track racing is not effective. Then we conducted an operation where we just want to swap at all of them. And then that had got an impact because we had a lot of them coming to uh, take their vehicles back and then we arrested them. And then now they're going to come into the courts, mm, face mm, the courts, yeah. get the punishment from the courts yeah. and then list that as the first offenders. If they repeat, we will be justified to cash the vehicle. Right. Superintendent, we have got an allegation here from a, from an uh, illegal road racer who says that sometimes police even compliment modifications on a car. Sometimes they even uh, illegally road race themselves. So the, the comment that came through from the this, uh, this South African was that why is it okay for police to do this and to have their way with it? And with us, we get in trouble. We uh, face the you know might of the law when we do this. Your reaction to that? I, I don't understand. The one police officer recommended the car or the race. Can, can you clarify that? 
Yeah, no, we've had a legal road racer who told us that um, he's had police officers come up to him and say, hey, your modifications are good and inquire more about the modifications. And you know drive away not do anything right and secondly he's also saying that sometimes uh police officers also uh road race illegally with them so he's saying why is it that police can sometimes do this as they please but the you know people the south africans who actually do this road racing and modifications to their cars they have to fa- uh, face the full brunt of the law one or two policemen who said that do not represent the department's view or the state's view. So we cannot be all what I can, we cannot be held to account for one mm, mm. Uh, the officer who said that yeah. or who did not do the right thing. However, if uh, that person is concerned already he can come to the department and give us information as to which officers recommend that so you can track it down. Okay. We will then take necessary steps. Absolutely. Superintendent Bunenungkunu is joining us today to discuss this as well as Cass Moodley from the KZN Motor Racing. And we are going to our phone lines now. It's 0893108789. You can give us a call. Tell us your thoughts on drag racing. Do you do you uh, illegally road race? Um, do you know people who do? What do you think about the fact that there isn't a legal strip for these road races to use? And, and how should this process be started? Also, road safety is very important. South Africa often battling with road uh, you know, road death statistics that need to be curbed. So how then would you want um, this to be factored in when talking about road racing? And also we'll talk about uh, car modifications. How is it allowed to flourish if it's illegal? How can you go to, how can you over the counter buy a part that you're illegally not supposed to have in your car? How does that make sense? 089-310-8789. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. Let's go to our first caller, Louis Pelé. Hello, Mr. Pelé. Good, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to the guest. I think, you know, Durban seems to be one of our top four cities in South Africa. I think for them not to have a race track or the speed track for the residents, I think, you know, they are race days as well. Some of them travel to Zululand just for a race. Some of them go to Potchepton for a race. But where I'm living, I'm eight kilometers from Swatkop, and eight kilometers from Kailami. If you look at it, Durban also the A1, and it drew crowd. So the background of your victim or your story, I mean, for him to do a 360 turn in most of the robots, I think for him to do a speedback and stopping the race, I think that was uncalled for as well. But if you look at it, we know it's illegal. We know the driver's not supposed to have a race on M19. But this driver went across the race while it was on. But if you look at it, he's always doing at least 60 turn in freeways and in, in robots. I think, you know, we've got to look at it from all angles as well. Mm. Mr. Pillay, thank you for your call today. Appreciate it. Let's go to our next caller. We've got um, Sashin Ramprasad on the line. Hello, Sashin. Hi, I am, it's Sashin Ramprasad. Yes, and uh, I am currently a member of KZN Motor Racing. Mm. Okay, my views are that, yes, um, what had happened to the guy that got beaten up in Springfield Park was definitely wrong. It is an act of violence and stuff like that. But uh, why should the rest of the guys be um, under surveillance and cars taken away from them when they did not commit this crime? Well, isn't, isn't, um, isn't road racing illegal? 
Yes, road racing is illegal. I do not say no. I was once upon a time much younger and involved in uh, illegal racing and stuff. And once joining a membership of uh, KZN Motor Racing with Cass Modley, I've... Uh, uh, you know, I've banned myself from uh, illegal racing, of course, because we do not want to take the measure of that crime and that uh, illegal act uh, of the law and stuff like that. But what I'd like to say, and the reason I'm calling in, is that uh, superintendent can can give a instruction to Metro Police to go around and take away unroadworthy motor vehicles, and like he says, because of the money and uh, spent in the vehicle, a fine is nothing, so destroy those vehicles. By doing that, what do you do? You actually hurt an individual. I have a motor vehicle that's modified. And does the superintendent go to a uh, public transport facility and look at those vehicles that are carrying lives every day and look at the condition of those vehicles? Are those vehicles all roadworthy? I don't think so. Mm. We see vehicles on the road all the time that are not roadworthy. Are those vehicles taken into the pound? No, because they will strike against the government and then those vehicles will be handed back to them. So why should our vehicles be on the road, uh, be taken away when we are not doing anything illegal? Yes, the motor parts are sold over a counter. Right. It's uh, racing that uh, is actually uh, contributing to the economy as well as uh, we purchase these parts. So why should it be sold to us then? Okay, Sashen, thanks for those points. We'll be taking all of that further as the talk show continues. Elvin on the line. Hello, Elvin. Hi. Hi there. Hello. Yes, Elvin, go ahead. I can yes. hear you. Okay, yeah, I just want to start with uh, KZN Racing. The very first uh, legal drags that we had in uh, First Avenue. Obed Malava was the mayor of Durban, but uh, the late Mr. Rajwansi was Minister of Sports. Both were present, both the guys from the start, a drag strip in Durban. Today, nothing has come out. And also, Castle verified that on the last drag that we had at First Avenue, there was a death. Now, all I'm saying is, if you compare the, the, the legal drags to the illegal drag, how many fatalities did we have at an illegal drag? Very few. Or maybe none. What happened at the illegal drag is the guys that come over, get a their donors with us, and on our way home, they meet next to Every accident on the Cincinnati, drag races. So I think people have just put the blame on the illegal drag Okay, we get your point, point loud and clear. Thanks for that. We'll definitely be discussing the concept about where do we stand on that legal drag strip. We'll be talking about that. Sheila on the line. Hello, Sheila. Yes, uh, Teresh, uh, my view is that illegal drag racing on the street must come to an end. This has been going on for far too long and it's caused far too many deaths. It's crippled so many people. It's killed so many people. In our own area, we, we, still, we can hear it. And so many times there were people that died and were crippled. And how many times, now it stopped because we repeatedly reported that to the police. Um, and of course, you all had talk shows previously. And I see people do not listen. And even in this particular case, uh, because I've got a crime page, I put the video on there. And uh, people all disagreed with illegal drag racing. And particularly the way they bashed this guy. Um, it was quite clear on the video, and some people have the audacity to support that kind of action. Even though he might have gone through the red robot, I'm talking now about coming back to the street in my area. People come up from side roads. We don't have robots, etc. These fellows drive at such speed that you don't see the vehicle the one moment, and the next minute the vehicle is zooming past, 
and obviously going to knock somebody over when they come out of the side street. So it's not necessarily, oh, somebody went through the red robot. And that was, of course, uh, happened at a time where there were a lot of vehicles on the road. Mm, yeah. Sheila, thanks for that point. I think we'll have to leave it there with you. We've got a lot of calls coming through and you need to get through as much as we possibly can today. Sami from Cape Town. Hello, Sami. Am I saying that right? Ah, yes, Sami has in sandwich from Cape Town. That's perfect. But, um, <laughs> I just want to say, you know, the term illegal is being thrown around a lot, or legal. We should rather look at Section 33 and say, look, has there been enough of public participation to actually make this legal or not? And um, because there are, uh, um, you know, legal parts being sold, you cannot then claim that the, the vehicle has been modified illegally. Yeah, yeah, because and it may made its way into the country through customs, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, it's coming. It's legal. I mean, there's Porsches that are also uh, modified in the same way, probably. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, what is legal and illegal depends on the public. Public participation is most important. A traffic officer does not have the right to impound your vehicle because that is not legally passed by the public. The minute the public, 51% of them in that um, area, says, no, we do not approve of this, and it's set down and documented, then, of course, you can impound the vehicle. The same like everything else. Driver's license as well. Driver's license is not illegal. I mean, it's not legal in this country, the card system, you know. The disc on your motor vehicle, even that. It never expires. But the thing is, let's get to the legality of everything. Those people are doing what they do because there's no alternative. Give them an alternative. Right. And once the alternative is there and they, they break the rule, then it's a different case, you know. Yeah, I get it. Sami, thanks for that. Appreciate your time today. Des Chetty. Hello, Des. Hi, hello. Hi there. Hi, it's Des. Yeah. Um, I just want to comment on a few things. Um, uh, maybe things that I'm going to say has been repeated in the past. There was one caller that mentioned Durban Drag. Yes, I do drag. I haven't dragged in like maybe two years, but the thing is, at the event at First Avenue, uh, the late Mr. Raj Bansi, um, he came and said, building a drag strip. Everyone said, build a drag strip. We're going to do this, do that. Um, the thing that I want to say is, why must it take an incident for the, the superintendent to now say, okay, right, let's go and confiscate vehicles. Let's take this, let's take that away. I believe that if you have a problem, come with a solution. So this is what I'm proposing, all right? Durban has had a lot of other events besides drag racing. The, uh, the A1 came here. Uh, we have uh, fun runs, big walks, and whatever. What I'm saying is, why can't the city close off a road, have it controlled for maybe, say, two hours for once a month, and all the people that are racing there are obviously ratepayers, just do it. And maybe have a paramedic, have an ambulance, have the fire department. Have infrastructure there to do something yeah, like that. Yeah. You probably get these people off the street. Uh. I'm not saying you get all of them off the street. But it's an initiative nonetheless. I think I'll leave it there with you. Thanks for that call. We are going to be talking about, you know, those those mechanisms um, definitely and what you can introduce to try and make the industry a bit more regulated and a little less illegal. But let's go to Facebook because we also asked you on Facebook your thoughts. We've got Kavir Rajman saying, let's face it, in Durban, if Durban had a dedicated drag strip or track like Cape Town has Kilani Raceway and Joburg has Swatkops Raceway, all of this could have been avoided. The community has been going on about this for years and now it's been falling onto deaf ears. We've got Trudy Lee says, I love the need for speed except in built-up areas and people with egos 
as big as their pea brains. We need to have a special demarcated, dedicated area to host these type of sports. Fahim Baba says it's illegal because the government continues not to make any effort to make alternatives available, not agreeing or disagreeing on it, just saying it that if there was an alternative, those doing illegal races would then have to, would have no foot because they're would be an alternative so yeah there we go a lot of comments coming through but i think Cass, what everybody's saying is that where's the alternative and um i mean you know you've heard it there many are saying this was promised that was promised and tell us about that i mean i think one of your responsibilities is to create an infrastructure for safe uh, racing so where are we on where is south africa on that yeah, I think uh, when you talk about responsibility, I think uh, it's also a joint responsibility. This uh, The city has to come to the party. Uh, remember, you know, um, to construct a drag strip, uh, you're looking in the region of 20 to 30 million. And that's uh, we've, we've tested that. We've checked that. And, uh, and as I said previously, no businessman is going to come up unless he's got a lot of spare cash to just come up and buy a one kilometer straight of property for yeah. 15 to 20 million in yeah. Durban. And yeah. you know property, the price of property. Here in yeah. But a lot of unutilized spaces in Durban. If you look at the old airport, perhaps, you know, yeah, no, this is what we need to focus on. Mm. We need to focus on existing infrastructure. What yeah. is available in Durban? Yeah. There are places that are available in Durban, not just public roads. Mm. There are the infrastructure uh, that's available. And uh, I think this is where, uh, you know, the city needs to come in and uh, look at it. We've been submitting proposals to the city. We've had uh, lots of discussions, uh, you know, back and forth. And yeah. some of it does look promising, yeah. but there's nothing that's actually confirmed yeah. as yet. Yeah. So what but are you looking at it? as an organizer? What would you like to see? What is your pitch? I, I would say my, my pitch would be somewhere between Demons National, yeah. uh, the old airport, uh, Virginia, yeah. or a good uh, street that we can cordon off for, you know, for the evening or mm. for the for the day. And, uh, you know, where we could have, we could uh, build in these uh, safety features and then um, run the events. And remember, uh, obviously, the vehicles that we run there will be solely street vehicles. Yeah. And this is the other thing I want to comment on. You must understand that basically there are modified vehicles mm. uh, on the street. Which uh, police say is illegal. So how do you mitigate that? Even if you have a legal strip and you have modified cars, those cars are modified illegally. So, you know, there becomes another can, can exactly. of worms. Exactly. See, this is a very grey area in Pounding of vehicles and it's very highly debatable as that uh, gentleman from Cape Town alluded to earlier. You know, uh, we've got to know what is performance enhancing and what is purely just aesthetics, you know. At the drag race events, if you look at the drag race itself, the legal drag race, about 80% of those vehicles that race there are modified street vehicles. And the drag racers use these vehicles as everyday vehicles, to and from work or wherever they go. Because, uh, you know, and then they come and race them on a, on, on a maintained controlled events. Not all racers can afford, uh, you know, a dedicated race vehicle. And uh, the vehicles that come from the factory today are highly powered. There's no doubt about it. And so it's good enough for racing at an event, you know, with very light modifications. Now, therefore, what I'm saying is not all modified vehicles that you find on the street are involved in illegal activities. Mm. So a guy may be, you know, peacefully driving his modified vehicle, which he keeps for the, for, for the end of the month race. Yeah. And then he's, he gets stopped and his vehicle gets impounded. I think that's very, very unfair. And, uh, you know, uh, certainly the authorities find guys uh, doing illegal street racing with these cars. Then throw the book at them by all means. However, firstly, we must provide an alternative solution, as everyone has been uh, screaming there, for the street racers to basically enjoy, uh, uh, um, you know, what they do and to pursue the passion.
Mm. Wonderful. And let's go to um, Superintendent Sponilum Tonu from Metropolis. And let's ask you some of the callers, you know, raising a lot of issues about, you know, the kinds of challenges they face when trying to modify their cars. And one of the major, th- you know, points that I'm getting from all of them is that why are we allowed to buy something from a shop? And fit it onto our vehicles, and then people, and then police tell us, "Well, this is illegal." So I think the thing is, what kind of, um, what kind of enforcement or control does police or you know law enforcement officers institute from the, um, you know, panel beating side of it, from the you know car shop side of it? What kind of raids take place there? Because I know you impound vehicles, but do you impound? Do you impound? garages that actually sell these parts? Yeah, it depends uh, who is the offender. Uh, a person can modify his car into a monster car and keep it for glory in the backyard of the garage. That's not a problem. What is our terrain is the road, the public road. That's what we own as police, metropolis. So if you bring your monster car in our public road, which we are looking after for the public, Innocent people are using that road. They are not driving monster cars. You're going to share this road with them. We have to control that. Mm-hmm. But if you have your own field at your backyard and you're creating your monster cars, you will not be interested. Yeah. But if you bring them on a public road, we have to get in because now they're going to have an impact side, on, on side, other side road users. Yeah. Yes. What about the... At the end of yeah, the day, but, I, I will remind uh, the Debenites that mm. in 2008 or nine, there was a public legal drag race there at First Avenue. The, the race was closed because the racer... Hello? Yeah, no, I'm listening to you. Yes, yes. The racer was killed by his car. Mm. The mm. racer was killed by his car instantly. Yes, so, so this so is what this, this is, is what you're trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. What about the c- comment coming through from some of our callers today about the fact that there's so much of unroadworthy vehicles, whether it's taxis who also have some sort of modifications, and a lot of unroadworthy vehicles, which also could be a menace to society on South African roads, but police still focuses on clamping down more on modified vehicles. What about your balance of interest there? Go to the taxi drivers and taxi owners and ask them who is their Miami Deppen. It's Metropolis. Go and ask them mm, mm. who is their headache in Deppen. It's yeah. Metropolis. Yeah, no, we I mean, that's, that's, that's visible on the streets even. Yeah, no, we see that on the streets as well. The Metropolis yeah. always, always pulling yeah, the taxi drivers. They've protested, they've marched, they've done all sorts of things because we are on them. Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of support or what kind of assistance would you possibly, as a you know, as a, a police unit, provide to um, to an illegal st- racing strip like this? You know, w- what is your vision? You see, the, the, the difference between us is that we don't make laws. Uh, our council they make bylaws. Our provincial legislature and national legislature they are the people who make laws. The courts interpret them. We enforce them. Yeah. So we can only go as far as enforcement of the laws that have been passed. But in terms of what needs to do for the economy and the and all those things, go to other divisions of the country departments, uh, trade and industry. Then people must consult those people. Our economic development department of the municipality people must consult those people. 
we can get into involving to what needs to be done to yeah. So you say you, yeah, you say, right. That's it. You say you can't, you can't be discussing, you know, uh, coming up with the laws and and decisions, but you can just enforce them once they implement it. Okay, fine, wonderful. Well, we are talking about drag racing, and of course, the debate right now seems to be today about the call for a legal r- racing strip and how that has not been successful in the past, and how this could go a long way to to ensure that. Uh, road users are not left compromised because of illegal street racing. You can give us a call at 9 I'd love to hear from you. Are you forgetting things? A name? Where you parked the car? That extra thing you were supposed to get at the shop? Memory loss is natural, but so is the solution. Memorex is a unique combination of the herbs used by Eastern cultures for over 4,000 years. Take Memorex as a daily supplement. It'll condition your memory to work better. Available at Alpha Farms, Sparkport, leading pharmacies and health shops. Visit memorx.co.za. Onside. It's dropped in. Oh, what a beautiful goal. The waiting is finally over. Calling all fans and lovers of the beautiful game. The Premier Soccer League is back with show me your number. Great saves, shibobos, and fantastic goals. SABC Sport brings you the PSL action midweek and weekend. For the love of the game, be part of the action by tuning to SABC One and your favorite SABC radio station. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. Newsbreak quarter to two with me, Taresh Hari Pashad. Newsbreak talk. We are talking about road racing. And let's go to Morgan Patta on the line. Hello, Mr. Patta. Hi, very good afternoon, Teresa. I just want to take it to another level. I disagree with the people that called in saying that we should take it to an adequate place and also to tag along with that. Maybe each participant that takes part in this drag racing should contribute a fee. And seeing that we as a country that's having difficulty in terms of raising funds we can utilize this in many other sources. Thank you kindly. Thanks, Mr. Patta. Let's go to our next caller now. We've got a Scully on the line. Hello? Uh, yes, yes. Who are we speaking with? Scully. Hi, Scully. Yes, go ahead. Okay, I go with the, the previous caller's sentiments, and I go with Sheila's sentiments, and um, to, with uh, your, your panel there, the gentleman from the police. I go with these sentiments. Uh, on public roads, they should just leave it for public. No private drag racing or whatever. Modification of cars should be specifically to racing and individualism. I go with the, the major sentiments there that uh, public roads should be for ease policing public roads mm-hmm. and leave it mm-hmm. to that, you mm-hmm. know. All right. Thanks so much, Scully. Appreciate your call. Mr. Mudley is on the line. Hello, Mr. Mudley. Hello. Hi there. Okay, I only got a small comment. Yeah. What I've tried to say to the public. Yeah. Bring back the British government, we'll never have a problem back. Okay, that's that's interesting. We've got Ashok Singh on the line. Hello, Ashok. Hi, Ashok Singh. Hello, Ashok. Okay, we don't have a shock on the line. Okay, let's go to Facebook. We've got another interesting comment coming through from Facebook. Yeah, to Facebook now, we've got Roman Randri. He says, having a 
illegal legal drag strip will not make a difference. These guys like the adrenaline rush you get from doing things illegally. Even though Joburg and Cape Town have legal drag strips, there are far more illegal drag races on weekends. Yet these guys don't give. Um, you know, a thought about anyone else but themselves. Now, he says, Roman says he works night shift and he's seen these drag races on the end to pass the cement factory, also nearly killing someone near Mount Edgecombe. And the worst part, many are metro members. They own these cars and their friends race. If you complain, they'll threaten you. So, wow, some sentiment coming through from Roman there. Um, we, we are... Let's just get some feedback on those on that batch of comments coming through. I think specifically, Cass, let's talk about this comment coming through on Facebook about from Roman Randri, where he says that uh, he, he sees, uh, I think what he's trying to say is a great deal of corruption. And I wonder if, uh, I know again, you are more involved with the legal aspect of this, but, you know, having having some sort of interaction with the illegal street race, what are your your concerns about interference from authorities in this particular illegal road racing? Um, unfortunately, Raj, I, I don't know much about that, uh, you know, the interference from actual police force or the, uh, you know, the illegal street race. But what I can say, you know, in another level, if you look at the United States, they have the same problem. This problem is not just uh, local to Durban or even national, but it's an international problem. And what they did in the States the police force came up with, a, with ideas to curb illegal street racing, and they came up with a program called Beat the Heat. And basically, it's a program that brings together the illegal street racers and police officers. Now, they, you know, they get them to build and modify cars, and then they put the street racers against the police, uh, you know, in controlled conditions. Uh, these are, you know, there are over 150 Beat the Heat programs in the States. Uh, I know you're smiling, but will this, can this happen in, in South Africa? <laughs> we'll ask Ponel and Superintendent just now about that. But an interesting point coming through about public participation. Somebody raised that a while ago. You know, you're getting a community to come together and say why they want this, why they need this, why they think it's going to be lucrative. And um, again, I think we had Mr. Pata, I think it was Mr. Morgan Pata saying a contribution fee could work. Yes. Talk to me about, you know, the community working together. And we understand it's a big industry of those who do, you know, race illegally. About consolidating their efforts, be it financially or in terms of ground support, to take this forward and get the ball, you know, moving, so to speak. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the first thing is we need to get a venue. You know, once the venue has been uh, uh, confirmed and organized, and as I said, they, they, we have to make it lucrative and attractive for the illegal street racer to come into this environment. Um, you know, obviously, the illegal street racer basically, although it's, uh, he's doing it illegally, he doesn't pay to race on those streets. Uh, there are other consequences like, you know, uh, accidents and deaths and breaking of the law. But financially, he doesn't pay. So we have to look at the, at the method where we could get him in this controlled uh, place, make it safe for everyone. And, uh, yeah, get him to, to race there at a very, very reasonable uh, uh, cost. What about the criticism, though, that, you know, these road racers want it on a public road? They don't want a specific what? controlled area. They want to do it on a public road. That is why there's a thrill to it. What about that assertion? Well, I think th th those are varied uh, opinions from different people. But I, I think speaking to the illegal street racers, uh, you know, myself, and provided you give them a venue, and as I said, uh, you know, you simulate what they do on the street, they'll be very glad to come and race under control conditions. Wonderful. We are about to wrap up our discussion. Before we go to Superintendent Kono, let's go to Tony Governor on the line. Hello, Mr. Governor. 
Good day, Taresh. Uh, just quickly, mm. I just want to say I support the idea of a legal framework and a, and a, and a legal track. But remember, if we do not create a legal avenue, unfortunately, the youth is going to continue to do this illegally. We must also look. You know, we our city needs revenue to come in here. You know, from from the municipality side, I, I'm sure no party will disapprove of a legal track. And look at the economic spin-off that comes off it. The, the employment yeah, yeah. that will be created, the people yeah. that will come in there, the tourists that will come in there. Weekend families will take the children, and they take the families and enjoy this drag racing. So I'm saying, in a nutshell, yes, the municipality has to look you know at this whole aspect very very clearly and get the youth a, a legal framework and a legal drag racing unit so that these youths, I mean, everybody cannot be a cricket and a soccer rider, but yeah, you've got a specialized sport in the drag racing where it attracts uh, mostly, I must say, the Indian community. So let's give them a break and let's, let's go out and create the legal, legal framework. So I'm appealing to the municipality to look at it very, very seriously because the economic spin off be major. We can see millions of rents coming into our economy. All right, thanks a lot, Tarish. Mr. Governor, thanks for that call. Let's go to Ashok Singh. I think now we've got Ashok Singh on the line. Hello, Ashok. Hi. Uh, two points quickly. Ashok, it sounds it sounds like you it sounds like you drag racing now. There's so much of noise coming I'm, I'm through. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, no. It sounds like you drag racing yourself. Could you maybe turn up your window if you're driving? Uh, I've got my aircon uh, on. Okay. Uh, quickly, I just want to uh, add to the point where the superintendent says to compensate cars, car seats and all that. But then again, what about the, uh, the modifications on the top shop or the million minibuses where the guys are putting VA and speaking like cowboys to the road? That is not control. Ashok, I'll leave it there with you. I got, I got the gist of your point, but that line was really bad, so we'll have to leave it there with you. Of course, Ashok talking about you know, t- um, other vehicles. I think he mentioned taxi drivers having like, V8 engines, and those are modifications as well that um, is incorrect and that also needs to be to be looked at. But let's go now to Superintendent Smone Lungtunu from Metro Police. And uh, uh, so, uh, Superintendent, I want to talk to you about this comment coming through from Facebook where somebody mentions how... Um, yeah, how Metro Police members use their own cars to race and sometimes their friends race on these illegal um, road races. So, you know, the Metro Police don't say anything. And I know you said you cannot paint the entire department with um, this particular, you know, brush. But it's coming up a lot on this talk show that Metro Police officers sometimes race themselves on these illegal circuits and sometimes they also don't take the action they're supposed to on those who are doing illegal things. I mean, this is something that you definitely need to work on. Yes, yes, yes. We are going to focus on, on trying to make sure that that doesn't happen, that it stops. Yes, we are in institution in as big as this one. We will have that uh, those uh, uh, new individuals who are uh, out of the culture and out of the policy. And then we always end the thing where we can still rehabilitate them and do that where we can't lose part with them. So, all what those people uh, who are concerned about this is the uh, guys within the force who encourage them must do or can do is to approach the department or personally myself and give us this But yeah. I also want to comment about yes. the, the, the legalization of this as a whole. The municipality is looking into that. Uh, that follows, especially since our operation, the laws of New York people are interested in uh, investing in a motorsport in a legal mm-hmm. way. That is going to happen. And we will be 
encourage as well as, as the police department because what we will do is that those then who remain outside the legal framework will also raise fines and our yeah. bylaws will have to be enhanced to make sure that we really, really clamp down on them. We will never allow increase yeah. on the public safety. Wonderful. Well, Superintendent Sponelung Tonu, thanks for your time. Thanks for, uh, you know, talking to us about your enforcement. And of course, we do hope that you can take these issues, these concerns seriously, because I've got another message from Adir Ramnath. And he says, you know, he's been to drags a lot and he's seen metro state cars doing crazy stuff like spinning tires and, and what, whatever happened to that story when, you know, when a car was videotaped doing these donuts. Um, so I think the concern is that a lot of a lot of people are saying that metro police cars are doing the same thing. So I think that's something maybe you will have to follow up on. But we thank you for your time today. Let's wrap up our discussion now. Of course, Cass Moodley from the KZN and Motor Racing, and I think I think it's very clear. And I think this is enough, um, you know, direction for you. Now you say you've instituted getting a legal strip. You can take this and you can say, listen, there's a severe need for this. Um, you know. What are you working on currently in terms of taking this process forward? Well, we're currently discussing uh, with authorities, uh, basically looking at a venue where we could uh, host these events. Yeah. Yeah. And I think then some advice then, I mean, you know, being an authority with regard to motor racing, some advice to those, I mean, let's, let's be honest, illegal races are still going to continue for a while. What is your advice to those who are doing it? Guys, I think uh, the safe thing to do is stay off the street. Until we get a legal venue, stay yeah. off the street and let's be safe. Mm. And in the event that, it, you know, like, it, it, that you do end up, even if you, you you don't plan a drag race, you're just with your friends one night and you end up just, you know, messing around on, on, on a public road. Uh, and if, if it doesn't go according to your plan and if your ego is bruised a little bit because this is, you know, a testosterone-driven, uh, adrenaline-driven thing, what's advice to calm down? Yeah, I think, guys, you know, Please keep our sport clean. The incident that happened was very unfortunate and very sad, in my opinion. We don't want to see another incident like that. And uh, to be real sportsmen. Because mm, mm. Ravin Govin says that he thinks both of the people in this incident were at, at fault because a lives at stake and beating him up was not called for. I know when, I, when you first came to the studio, I asked you, have you ever had heard of violence on a, on a circuit like this before? And you said no. Um, is that... You know, can you confirm that people are a bit more passive when it comes to this? Even if they lose a race, you know, they're not going to beat somebody up. I mean, your experiences in this regard. Obviously, you don't get that ever between competitors in, yeah. a, in a legal event. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are routes that they take where yeah. they can object. But uh, this is the first instance that I've ever seen this uh, surfacing in an illegal mm. uh, race itself. Yeah, so therefore the, that is the point, I think, then, why more control is needed. I think in a nutshell then, Cass, tell us, you know, the, the basic benefits of having a control strip. What is it going to do overall for the concept of road racing? Yeah, basically it will greatly minimize. And as I said, with proper controls, you can even eradicate uh, uh, street racing. And you know, as the gentleman said uh, himself, the superintendent, uh, it's a it's a it's a massive boost for tourism, for the city itself. There's uh, uh, good benefits there. There's uh, the economy. The, the the different people that are that are associated to motorsport and racing, the various shops that you get, the dyno and the tuning shops, they all uh, play a big part in this uh, massive uh, economy that's actually called drag racing. And I think uh, if the city comes to the party and says, "Well, we go," I think you'll see a different ball game altogether in the racing fraternity in KZN. 
Kasmud Lee from the Kezirin Motor Racing. We thank you for your time today for discussing this important issue with us. Thank you, Thiresh. On that note, I see a red right. It's a, it's a stop sign now for me. So that's where Newsbreak Talk has to end. This broadcast came your way courtesy of the team. Executive producer Salma Patel, Hafsa Mkhizi and Talisha Naidu. We're back again 6 to 7. We'll talk to you then in the morning. From me, Tadeh Have an awesome day.